Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I'm joined, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello, everybody. And today is Current Events Monday, um, so we've got uh, we've got stuff to talk about, and really just one big stuff, one big thing, <laughs> one big yeah. stuff. Yeah, that uh, Jake is going to bring up. That is uh, kind of astounding. And then um, I was once again tasked with tying uh, some sort of theological angle into the proceedings of the rest of the episode. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, <laughs> I'm really gonna... we should be saying just like you know tying it all together because it all you know it's I... meant to be a wrap up. So yeah. hopefully yeah. it wraps up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with but what I'm... theological twist. Yeah. yeah. Kind of so. like what my my whole talk today is going to be on. It's all theological. It all it should all be about God, and in, in a sense, I like you know. it. It's fair. It's very fair. So all of that is going to be happening today. We've got a lot to break down and a lot of stuff to discuss. Um, but as always, before we get into all of that, we have to do what we always do, which is talk about our verse of the week. And this week, for the first time in many moons it's actually a verse it's just it's one it's one verse i don't i don't know how one this verse. happened but it's it's one verse it's not a whole passage anymore <laughs> i don't know how we did it but we did i don't know yeah right <laughs> the impossible is possible dream pig <laughs> it's in the game <laughs> i don't know um so our verse this week is philippians chapter 1 verse 27 and this verse says, only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you, that you are standing firm in one spirit, with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And again, that's Philippians 1, verse 27. <clears throat> so I'm going to be pulling in a lot of different facets of this verse into my theological wrap-up. So stay tuned for that, uh, which means I'm not going to be doing a ton of breaking down, discussing, and commentary work on this particular verse right now. But the overarching part of this, the, the overarching theme of this verse, I think is, is so potent, right? Let, the, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. The way that you live matters. The way that you interact with others, your actions, what you're doing matters, obviously. Um, let that be worthy of the gospel of Christ so that, you know, whether you're absent, whether people are just talking about the way that you live. He's, um, Paul here is talking about a particular congregation. So whether people are talking about that congregation and the way that they live, uh, their interactions with other people, whether he's there or absent, it should be known that these people are living in a way that's worthy of Christ, that he doesn't have to be on top of them all the time, <laughs> you know, smacking them upside the head saying, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> when I'm not there, get it together guys keep your you know get your act together um but then also you should be standing firm in one spirit striving side by side for the faith of the gospel this is not something that you do on your own individually mm -hmm. and we're going to talk a lot more about that at near the end of this episode but um especially with the current events that we're discussing today the fights that need to be fought today the faith we're striving for and the way that we strive for it today shouldn't and can't be fought 
and striven for, strove for. Yeah, that works. <laughs> uh, as individual individuals, individually. Strivingly. This, strivingly, I like it. This is something that <laughs> you have to do with others. This is something that you you don't do on your own. You know, there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. And so we're going we're gonna to talk a lot about that today. But anyways, it's kind of just a brief overview of, of some of the themes that hopefully we'll pull in um, to today's show. And with that, I'll pass it over to Jake just to kind of introduce what we're what we're chatting about today. So let me quickly give a small little bit of commentary on what Bruce was just saying. I an important uh, not an important point, but a, a, an interesting point that feel free, Bruce, to use this when you're because I know you were just saying that it ties into your wrap up. Um, but when the verses that talk about the armor of God. Uh, the verse that talks about the shield, right? And and this is in relation to Bruce saying that we're doing this together. Um, the verse that was talking about uh, having the shield, um, I don't know, was it the shield of truth, I think it was? Shield of faith. Faith, there we go. Um, the, the Greek word, or not Greek word, it was, um, no, it was Greek, it was Greek. Um, the word didn't mean a small round shield, a shield for one person. The The word was actually a Roman door shield. Hmm. Um, the word actually specifically meant that, that door shield. Um, wow. And what did that mean? What What's the importance of that is that those door shields were not used unless it was in some type of formation. Like, you didn't hmm. use this shield when you're on battle by yourself. Oh, you used wow. the shield when you when huh. you were in groups of other people where you could lock the shields together and create a wall. Yeah. And so, I, it's super interesting that, you know, a, a pastor was um, talking about that a long while ago, but I found that very interesting <laughs> that wow. even That's the word applicable. choices. Yeah. Yeah. But let me move on to current events. Um, and of all the weeks, I think we've had some pretty slow weeks, but this one was up there as to one of the most slow and uneventful, uh, uneventful ones. <laughs> um, funny. Ex well, have you heard a lot? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. No. I don't know. It's just like, um, yeah, this was a boring week. Yeah. <laughs> Except for one, one piece of news that kind of overshadowed anything else that went on this week. Uh, it probably probably took up the airways for just about the entire week. Um, but and always, I don't know why I do this, but I always try and start out and like, you know, be uh, very ambiguous as to like, not tell you exactly what the news is right out front, like kind of like keep it a mystery as long as I can. But I don't know why I do that. You can already read the title. You already know what I'm going to talk about. Uh, so let me just blurt it out. Tucker Carlson was kicked off of Fox News, right? What? And this, yeah, yeah, right? And that is probably the reaction of most, most people. Uh, it was probably a big surprise for some, but for others, me specifically, it was more of like, why wasn't he kicked off sooner? For reals. Why, is, why was he still there? Uh, not only why why didn't Fox News kick him off sooner, but why was he still there? Yeah, why to didn't stay he there? leave? He's yeah. so much better than that. Mm -hmm. 
But knowing what we know about the Republican Party, anyone who speaks past the Republican talking points is that uh, is cast out because they are considered extremists or they don't want to be considered too aggressive or whatever. Uh, so if you don't say the exact same thing every single time, it's like a pastor reciting the basic gospel <laughs> every single Sunday. Just read um, your script and say yeah. what we give you. <laughs> right, right. Um, but, you know, and I want it, I want to talk about Fox News as a whole and how it's just Fox News is not as Republican or it, it is Republican. And that's the problem. Hmm. Um, it's it's, <laughs> it's not good. Extremely indicative of the Republican yeah. Party. <laughs> if yeah. if Steve Dace was recording, epi- was doing episodes this week, I think he would say something to the effect of if you're still watching Fox News currently <laughs> because of if now that Tucker Carlson is no longer on Fox News, if you're. If you're still watching Fox News, then you're on the wrong side. Yeah, um, you have no excuse at this point. Right. And yeah, because that's probably one of the biggest excuses for, uh, people had for watching Fox News was because yeah. Tucker Carlson was on there. But now that he's gone, you better not be watching Fox News. <laughs> and I have, right. I have heard I have heard anecdotally uh, from people that uh that people have been getting off of Fox News. Um, and rightfully so. I mean, you That's know. That's great. Tucker Carlson brought in, what was it? I think I was hearing numbers of 3 million viewers. He brought per to... Night. um Yeah. Yeah. He yep. brought to Fox News. So... Yep. Well, I think the video, he released like a video, which I'll, we'll get into later, but like he released a video yeah. shortly after leaving and that video got like 70 million likes. It was astronomical yeah 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 and he's, he's very really, much a public figure who's yes. well known by mm-hmm. so many people and really i can't explain why tucker carlson wasn't kicked off earlier but hopefully i can do my best um and you know as i said Ooh, before we're this going there huh nice well yeah yeah for sure all right um i'm excited but what are you thinking of? I don't know what you're thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to try and like get into the uh, like, oh, why didn't he leave earlier? And oh, that's, well, that's deep. I'm I'm kind of saying why didn't Fox News kick him off earlier? Yeah. Uh, and I, I think I think for the most part, Fox News um, liked their money, liked getting their money. But of course, what do you think his reason was for staying. Like, what was it that kept him still there? When it's like, dude, clearly you were the last remaining voice of actual logical reason on this program. Like, to be honest, why are you still probably, there? It probably was a mixture of, um, and I want, in a sense, I want to say that, um he didn't know or ignorance, but I don't think he's ignorant. I don't, I don't think that, I think it's more of maybe it was the like connections, like the network, the, the power, the platform that that gave him to have interviews with people like 
you know, Elon yeah. Musk and yeah. Donald Trump and all these people um, because of the Fox News platform. Do you think like maybe he was holding out because it's like, well, at least I still have the ability to say these things and mm. have access to those sorts of things? I don't know. Well, and then yeah. also if you look at like what the um, the holdouts during the McCarthy uh, debacle um like they literally wanted the footage they wouldn't allow it to be released to anyone but carlson um mm-hmm. you know so i don't know if he weren't in that position would that still have happened i don't know if he started his own thing or wherever he goes now you know if he had done whatever he's about to do several months ago i don't know i don't know that probably still yeah. would have happened i don't know it's it's strange it's a weird doesn't make sense to he, me he was um Kind of hold on. Let me first say, I think, I think more of it was in a sense a strategical um, position to say people know can get to Fox News. People have seen me on Fox News. People know where I am. Yeah, and he has these many people watching him. He's like, I don't want to really compromise that audience right now. I I can influence these people. Yeah, and I'm yeah. gonna go as much as I can, as far as I can. And yeah. to be honest, I I think that's smart. That is a that is a good good plan because you are influencing these people. It, you know, you may be on, in a sense, the enemy's podcast, enemy's uh, platform, but at least you're convincing. You're you're um you're influencing people the right yeah. way. As long right. as you're saying the right thing and, and you being on this platform doesn't cause well, you to compromise. The, the issue is that previous generations just don't know any better. You know, mm-hmm. so many people from the pre, from previous generations are still watching Fox News thinking that they're actually getting, quote unquote, fair and balanced news and all this right. garbage. When it's just like, okay, that's really stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, and it, but it's it's not like it's malice. It's just literally they just have no idea they're just completely ignorant um and it's really unfortunate but at least there was one voice that was sort of waking some of them Mm up that was sort of cutting through the fog of the you know republican party whatever the heck that means um yeah and now now he's gone and it's like well okay what's this what what does this turn into now you know like (laughs) and you know to move back into to try and segue back into my point, um, I was talking about before about the money, and I think for the longest time Fox News didn't want to kick him off because of the money aspect. He was, um, don't quote me on this, but I think I saw an article saying that Fox News stands to lose by getting rid of Tucker Carlson close to a billion dollars in profit. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But of course, we saw this with Bud Light. When it comes to the spirit of the age, as Steve Dace would say, um, their religion means more than even money. Yep. Probably the biggest question is, why did Fox News finally kick him off now? Why now over anything else? What what was the last straw that broke the camel's back? To which my only response is the video clip Bruce is just about to show you. All right, let's do it. To describe what we're watching. So when I started at Heritage, the presumption was, and this is a very Anglo-American assumption, that the debates we're having are kind of rational debates about 
the way to get to mutually agreed upon outcomes, right? So like we all want the country to be more prosperous and free and people to be less oppressed or whatever. And so we're gonna argue about tax rates and I think higher tax gets, gets us there. I'm a Keynesian and you disagree, you're an Austrian or whatever, but the objective is the same. And so we write our papers and they write their papers and made the best papers win. I, I don't think that's what we're watching now at all. I don't think we're watching a debate over how to get to the best outcome. I think that's completely wrong. And I've come to this conclusion, not, and I should say at the outset, I'm an Episcopalian, so don't take any theological advice from me because I don't have any. I grew up in the foul, shallowest faith tradition that's ever been invented. It's not even a Christian religion at this point. Um, I'm just saying this as an observer of what's going on. There is no way to assess, say, the transgenderist movement with that mindset. Policy papers don't account for it at all. If you have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? What's nothing to do with politics? What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? We arguing for that? I don't, I don't think anyone could like, defend that as a positive outcome. But the weight of the government and uh, you know, a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Well, what is that? Well, it's irrational. If you say, well, you know, I think abortion is always bad. Well, I think sometimes it's necessary. That's a debate I'm familiar with. But if you're telling me that abortion is a positive good, what are you saying? Well, you're arguing for child sacrifice, obviously. It's not about like, oh, a teen, you know, a teen girl gets pregnant and what do we do about that? And victims of rape, I, you know, I get it. Of course, I understand that, and I have compassion for everyone involved. But when the Treasury Secretary stands up and says, you know what you can do to help the economy get an abortion? <laughs> well, you, that's like an Aztec principle, actually. There's not a society in history that didn't practice human sacrifice. Not one. I checked. Even the Scandinavians, I'm ashamed to say. It wasn't just the Mesoamericans. It was everybody. So, like, that's what that is. What's the point of child sacrifice? Well, there's no policy goal entwined with that. No, that's a theological phenomenon. And that's kind of the point I'm making. None of this makes sense in conventional political terms. Uh, that is amazing. Again, I bring this up to say, I think that was the final straw. There were multiple other things that, you know, it was a very influential week, I guess, for Tucker Carlson. Um, that plus another, um, interview he had with a, oh, with another very notable person on pharmaceuticals and, and talking about the, the jab. And so that was another big thing because I think someone was showing that, um, Fox news gets a lot of its money from, uh, Pfizer Wow. Yep. In in yep. Uh, advertising, so for him to go against Pfizer is not good for Fox. So, you know, it, and this is a debate. You know, this is like a you know people can go on and on explaining as to why he was kicked off. Um, but the the end goal, the end uh, end thing is that he was kicked off. So let's continue on with this, but. As you can see, some pretty heavy wording there, and I would I would certainly suggest um, that you everybody here ch check out the rest of that video. 
a link will be in the description, so please check that out. It was a very amazing vi video. In in the later on portions of the video and the rest of the video, Tucker Carlson calls abortion, transgenderism, and whatever twisted ideology the le left comes up with as evil. He calls it evil. Wow. Um, he said, he said, we are That's not awesome. in. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, he said, we are not in a political battle with people with the same goals for America, but in a war against good and evil. He said, there's, there's no way to, as you heard in that clip, there's no way to make sense of abortion as a positive good. There's no way to describe it as that. Um, and that it's amazing that he's saying all this. And I want to continue on with an R.C. Sproul quote, in a sense, but it's just a very short phrase. R.C. Sproul once said that sin is cosmic treason. And on a cultural level, not only are we to understand this on a personal level, which it's very important on a personal level, but on a cultural level, think of what that means. If someone commits treason, how are they punished by the state? If committing sin is cosmic treason, how should they be punished by the state? And we cannot think of the left as just another side. No. They are enemies of a perfect and holy God. This same God whom we are the foot soldiers and enforcers of. So who, who's the one putting these people behind bars for going against God, for going against God's law? That's us. This is, that's our job. This is, this is what we're here for. To make sure that the earth follows God's law. And sorry to go into my slightly theological point. Um, I did want to finish my talk about Tucker Carlson by saying that some people are still wondering whether Fox kicked Tucker Carlson off or if it was Tucker Carlson leaving of his own choice. Um, and hopefully let me dispel this, I, this uh, idea with um, Tucker Carlson was fired. He was. Um, hopefully at this point everybody kind of knew that. But Fox News put out something saying that it was a mutual... Um, Tucker Carlson wanted to leave, so Fox, you know, it said that it was a mutual back and forth. But later, a leak came out from Fox News saying that, no, it, it was a firing. He got fired. It was not, it was not a choice by Tucker Carlson. It was, he was fired. And kind of back to my theological rant, Tucker Carlson was right and, and spoke the truth uh which is why he got kicked off and i don't want to downplay what he did but i do have some things to say that i think kind of should be said um but again i want to say that i'm not in any way shape or form saying that Doc, what tucker carlson said was wrong um, but through the speech, Tucker Carlson made the point that there is a distinction between political and theological, in a sense. He he didn't outright say that, but through his wordings, he said, there are political debates, then there are theological debates. 
And I don't think there should be such distinction. Now, it depends on what you mean here, but on what he means, on what Tucker Carlson means, but from context and his words, I would disagree. I would say it is all theological. There is no neutral. Uh, Yes, these debates are political by definition. They are debates about government. They are political. But Tucker Carlson said that that things could just be political and other things just theological. And I would say that, no, when it comes to political matters, there is an unbiblical and a biblical. There is something that is right and something that is wrong. Um, and there is, there are a few debates, right, that you could say the Bible says the government cannot tax more than 10%. If you were having a debate saying, I think we should tax 7%, and the other side is saying, I should tax 9%, there could be a sense in which, what are you, what are you using those taxes for? And there could be an unbiblical... So even, even so, I, I even broke my own example of saying that things could be in a sense... Uh, but even so, that, that's a biblical point. So, but again, I, I, I say none of this to detract from Tucker Carlson's point. Um, so I did, did want to bring that up briefly to say, I don't think that there is a distinct, there should be a distinction between political and theological. It should all be based off of the word of God when it comes to talking about how the government should run. And, and more than that, but specifically to this instance. So I'll, I'll Bruce, any thoughts uh, before you take over? No, no, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, I would disagree with you slightly when it comes down to, to what degree the civil government should be um, uh, prosecuting sin. I think that there's a difference between crimes and sins, but I think largely there's that um, we should culturally not just say, hey, you do what you want to do in your own house. I don't think that that's a civil governmental thing, but I do think that that mm-hmm. is a cultural issue. Um, and I think more, uh, yes, I understand how that could be seen as that way. What more I was saying is that us as people should be calling this out. Yeah. Um, as enforcers and as foot soldiers of God, we should be calling this out and going against this. And But yep. there are are crimes that are still sin so Mm -hmm. all crimes are a sin but not all sin is a crime uh so exactly um but there are some crimes that are treasonous and well no a lot of crimes are treasonous. i don't know what i'm saying (laughs) um (laughs) some sin um right so yeah thank you for bringing that up hopefully yeah that what i was saying brought that up a little bit differently i'm sorry that yeah. that didn't make as much sense no i um, think that makes yeah. that makes a lot of sense cool um uh, well i only have about a about a minute and a half left um so i'm um, not gonna really go into any of my wrap-up um maybe we'll save that for a future episode i don't know but you know some of the some of the sentiments that i think i think we needed to keep in mind um 
when we're discussing this, one of the biggest things is that um, a lot of people from looking at Tucker, Tucker Carlson's situation, it, it kind of looks like he's on his own now. And it's like, oh, no, what's he going to do? He's like one man standing against an entire network. And so I think one of the things that we need to rem remember is that we need to band together. Um, and we need to stand firm. And one of the things that I was originally going to talk about in my wrap up was that we needed to um, collectively, we, we're in a, in a war, but we're also a group of individuals who are fighting that war. Um, and so um, my theme was going to be standing firm. You know, we, we need to remain firm in the face of everything that's going on. And that includes you know, Tucker Carlson, I think that's what he is doing, even through all of this, which which I think is is really good. Um, and there's a lot that goes into standing firm, you know, it requires resolve, it requires you to be surrounded by wise counsel, it requires you to be steeped in the living word of God, it requires you to be like men, first Corinthians 16, 13, you know, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. And so I think that that's something we really need to, we need to remember and, and keep in mind. Um, and this is why finding like-minded Christians, brothers in the faith, <clears throat> finding those people is vital. Um, and there's an analogy that Doug Wilson uses to illustrate the world's attacks on God's design for families and societies. And he says that <clears throat> the world wants individuals to be like individual BBs, separate, just BBs, you're a BB, and you're a BB, and you're a BB, and you're just all separate little BBs. Um, but, you know, the, the society that our opponents are fighting for is they want a society where we're just like a, a bag of, of BBs. Uh, we're a beanbag chair. <laughs> and it's malleable. It's um, pliable. It bends easily to tyrannical rule. It, it does whatever the strong people on top want it to do. But that can't be us. We can't be a sack of BBs. We have to be far more rigid. We have to be far more connected um, and far stronger and resilient than a bag of BBs. Um, you know, the Bible calls us to stand together. And then this is from our verse with one mind striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. So I'll just leave it at that. But um, that so I feel in a sense, what you're saying is that it's not good enough for us to be in the same space, in the same area, uh, surrounded by a cushion. Um, uh, but we should be standing together. And that's different from being just in the same area. It means linking arms together. It's it, yes. Yeah. It, or it or means... separate areas, not even the same area spread across mm -hmm. the world and pockets that aren't doing anything that are weakened because of yeah. they're not able to stand together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So cool. Well, I think we got through a lot of stuff today. Um, I think we chatted about some really interesting, interesting topics and we'd love to get your thoughts on, on this as well. You can send all of your thoughts on today's episode to DRD show at protonmail.com. We'd love to get some of those emails from you. You can also send them uh, through our website, which is trdshow.net. Um, and we'd love to love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about. If you have additional resources you'd like to share with us or anything like that, that would be very much appreciated. Um, anything you want to say just to 
wrap up, Jake, before we're done. I think uh, I'm sorry that I didn't let you get to your oh, theological wrap-up. But maybe as uh, something we can do that as our Friday episode. That's an option. That is we an were option. talking about in the pre-show what we were planning on doing. But um, we'll see what happens. It. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you all so, so much for watching or listening to us today. We appreciate it. And we will see you on Friday. Again, probably no Wednesday episode this week. I don't know. Stay tuned. We'll see what happens, but most likely not at this point. Uh, Things are still ridiculously hectic with my schedule, so we'll see what happens. But again, thank you all so, so much for watching or listening. See you on Friday. And remember, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.